smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast and i pronounce your name as fangnon konyak On this week's episode of On the Record, we have BJP's new MP from Nagaland, Pangnon Konyak. Now, this is a special interview because of the fact that Nagaland has never had a woman MP in the Rajya Sabha. In fact, the last time it had any parliamentarian, uh, a woman parliamentarian from the state that was in Lok Sabha was four decades ago. and to this date they don't have a single woman in the state assembly so here's my conversation with pangon konyak about her education in delhi's gargi college and what led her to the bjp pangon konyak thank you so much for speaking with hindustan times i want to start by um asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself because you know you're from nagaland which to a lot of people sounds very exotic one of the northeast states and also the fact that you know we rarely have uh, politicians and women coming from the northeast so tell us a little bit about your political journey ever since my school days and college days i was always involved in student union activities and later on after passing out my you know graduation after my masters i came back home and then i got involved with the students union of my community and with the women organizations so it was a little bit of a social work of activism and then i got involved in politics so initially it was i did not join any party but then it was more of like supporting one candidate working for it later on i decided that if i have to be in active politics it's better that i join a party and so in 2017 after much thought and deliberation i joined bjp after i joined bjp i served as the state mahila morcha general secretary and in 2020 i was appointed as the state mahila morcha president what drew you to the bjp see bjp as a party because i was the fact is that i was interested in joining a national party only because there's much more scope for learning i believe so instead of a regional party i chose a national party and then seeing the way bjp has been functioning the organizational setup because in 2013 we had a bjp candidate from my constituency so we supported him so we could see the organizational setup you know the functioning So that was interesting. So then I thought I'll join BJP because it had a very strong setup, organizational setup. You know what is really the headline that after you've been elected as uh, chosen as the Rajya Sabha candidate for the BJP, the big headline everywhere is that you are the first woman Rajya Sabha MP from the state. Yes. First woman. and uh, even before this even a lok sabha mp came 35 years ago why is it pang non yes in 1937 so so i think before you were born right so i yes. wanted to ask you 
that's insane i mean before you were born there was a woman mp from nagaland that too in the lok sabha why is it pangnon because you know you're the mahila morcha chief can you explain to all of us here to the rest of the country why there are such few women in politics from nagaland we have a lot of women who are actively engaged in politics but see this time also there was this rajya sabha we had an understanding with our coalition partner that lok sabha will go to them and rajya sabha will come to the bjp so if i hadn't put in my if then the application then i would not have been selected but then i put in my application and somehow i was nominated for the party ticket so we have a lot of women who are in politics actively involved but maybe women should also come forward and take the step forward instead of waiting for someone to push them and nagaland the society it's a patriarchal society so decision making everything like it's done by the men the apex organizations the decisions that they take it's all the men who do it so this patriarchal society mindset may also be one factor which prevents women from coming forward and taking that one final step we do have many candidate women candidates not many but we do have some women candidates who come forward for the legislative assemblies but assembly elections but till now no one has been able to break the ceiling the glass ceiling hopefully in the coming election definitely because after my nomination after my nomination and subsequently my election to the rajya sabha we have had a lot of young women coming forward to join parties you know there is a lot of optimism and i think this will also change here I do trend for women coming forward and taking the final plunge because they're already there in the whole electoral process just that the final plunge that hasn't been done so i think it will change things as you're saying the men take all the decision and yes. the other other terrible marker for nagaland is that till date since the history of nagaland history of the state it doesn't yes. have an mla there's no yes. woman legislator yes. Yes, which is very sad. And in the coming election, definitely, if there are women capable, women candidates, we are going to fill them. We are going to support them. And coming elections, we will see that a woman is elected to the legislative assembly. So you know, can you explain to me uh, here? I don't want you to speak to me as a BJP person, uh, Pangnon, but as a as an activist. Can you explain okay. to me what you mean by patriarchal? Like, can, give me an example because you know you you know that we see in the movies how women are getting empowered. Can you tell me how Nagaland is a little different? Like, how how do men rule the world over there? See, we have our customary law. Nagaland, we we are a tribal society. So all the tribes we have our own customary laws, and in a customary law, all the decisions are made by the men. Inheritance goes to them. Everything, all major decisions are taken by men. And side by side with the existing times, our customary laws also like go hand in hand. That is why till now, our society. as though of course we do have women in the government sector in the private sector who are doing excellent work but when it comes to the customary part of it when it comes to especially to politics and in the customary side yes women have not been able to you know really take a seat in the decision making bodies 
see is that these things are changing. We do have communities now, like you know, societies coming forward and giving women space. So that is changing. Recently, we had one women. We have our village development boards. So one woman, one younger lady was elected as the village development board secretary, which is a prestigious post in the village. So things are changing. And I guess the Bharatiya Janata Party, because it gets a lot of women votes, they also looked for someone like you, looked out for someone like you, encouraged you, right? Actually, when I put in my application, there was nothing as such. I was very interested, like I wanted to, so I put in my application. After I put in my application, the decision and the wisdom of the party, they decided to, you know, nominate my name. That is there, but putting in my application that I did on my own. So it was not the party pushing me to put in my application. There were many applicants, so I also put in my application. After that, I did not campaign, go around canvassing, asking the legislatures, then the panel and all to, you know, select my name, shortlist my name. I did not do that. But putting in my application, I did. After that, my nomination came about. And how did your family react? Tell us about that. Of course, very supportive, very supportive, very encouraging. Not only my family, the whole community, everyone is very encouraged and very supportive. Majority of the people, especially the state people, I don't know, are so encouraged. And there's a lot of optimism now. So when I was nominated, what I felt was, you know, I felt very optimistic. There's a lot of optimism. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? Like, um, you know, who they are and are they are they coming to Delhi with you? Will they be staying with you in Delhi? Or tell us a little bit about yourself. About my family? Yeah, and you know, your, what it involves coming from Mon. I think you're from Mon. Uh, yes, from now Mon. you'll be staying in Delhi, uh, at least during the parliament session. So yes. tell us how life is changing for you. Well, life is changing because, see, there are, like, many more avenues and, you know, things for me to work. So there's a lot of responsibility also. So that means life is changing. My responsibilities have increased. About my family, yes, definitely my family will be with me. And things are changing. I'm also yet to start on the work. And my swearing in is yet to be done. I'm waiting for everything to be over so that I can start work because from day one I've been daring to wanting to start work. So once the swearing in and all the things that are done, then yes, definitely I plan to start work as soon as possible. So, you know, you must be watching Parliament on TV. What kind of issues are you looking to raise about Nagaland, about anything else which is close to your heart on the floor of the house? Definitely development in Nagaland and which will happen very soon because which will happen because being from a party which has a lot of focus on development definitely I'll look forward to that and also there are many other issues that I won't be taking the decision alone we have the state government the duly elected legislatures so we will discuss and then the Necessary issues for the state to be taken up in the parliament, I will take it up. We are looking for real change. And I hope that it will happen soon. Yes.
so so what will change mean to you like what do you think will make you happy what kind of change will make you happy see when you look at it at the physical thing development definitely when you look at it at the mindset of the people you know there should be enthusiasm there should be you know a positive outlook so all these factors are there and nagaland is a very you know it has a young population who are educated and so there is so much like so many things that we can do for our youth also so definitely we and nagaland has a lot of many things to contribute to the nation yes you are actually familiar with delhi aren't you you did some of your education yes, here yes, yes. tell us yes. tell us where you studied in delhi I studied in Gargi College. I did my English honors there in Gargi, South Campus, Gargi College. Yeah. And then I did my masters from Dalatram North Campus. Oh, so that's a very uh, that's a trajectory that so many people otherwise have taken. Now I wanted to ask you, uh, Bangnon, because you know one of the things that we hear a lot about is that people from the northeast are treated differently. uh there is a certain degree of racism that is there did you experience any of that a little bit yes definitely a little bit i was there in 97 98 you know i went to delhi in 97 so definitely i experienced a little bit of the racism there and you know I find that things have changed a bit now when I go back to Delhi after a gap of so many years people are a bit more you know there is a bit more of an integration so of course we cannot say everything is totally gone but then there is a change it is not what it, the racism and all the things what we experienced back then is not the same you know now can you elaborate like what has changed You know, people know Nagaland. Initially, ninety-seven when I said Nagaland, even my friends didn't know Nagaland. They thought it was another country. Now they know Nagaland, and they know that it's a part of India. Because they used to ask, "Which country are you from?" I said, "No, I'm from Nagaland." Which country is that? Where is it? You know, those things were there. Ignorance. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> So I used to think we are there in the corner of the country. We know about you know Delhi, Mumbai. This, that we know about their history, but they sit there in the capital and they don't know about us. I used to think like that. You think that your appointment as BJP's woman MP from Nagaland? Do you think all of it's going to somehow bring about change um, in the mindset as well? In this mindset? Yes. Yes, definitely. Because in my own little way, whatever I can do, I will do to share about my state, you know, to discuss, you know, see, like we said earlier, there is. But then these days, there is not. You we don't see that sort of ignorance which was there earlier. True. And there's one thing I wanted to ask you, Pangnon, is that you know yes. Nagaland, and you also must be a Christian. Yes, uh, so how how does how do you bjp is known for its core hindutva ideology right how do you mix the two 
how is there you know uh, that understanding and balance between bjp's hindutva ideology it practices across the country where many of its members speak up against beef consumption to christian faith which is so much a part of the naga identity see for me politics is politics and religion is religion i don't mix the two firstly and here bjp here we believe in the politics of development so as a christian i'm a devout christian but when it comes to politics then yes i'm in the bjp i don't mix the two and people are very understanding and accepting about it they accept it yeah because of course at times we do have one or two voices which tend to bring out the religion card but then here even in our state so what we do share is that if there has to be criticism among political parties then it will be good if we can try you know to make it into constructive criticism because at the end of the day all of us were into the nation building thing we are there to contribute for our nation so even our criticism if it is constructive then it will contribute towards something good but then when we tend to put on this final colors that you are now totally hindu you are this that then somehow the meaning is lost you know so for us we believe in bjp as a party which is focused on nation building and which plays development politics and we stick to that we go like that here so you are able to compartmentalize in nagaland because otherwise you do understand pangol and you do understand my question in saying that The, the religion it's not two separate boxes for the bjp the religion is their core identity it is political ma'am that is your opinion sure 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 i understand yeah. i understand okay final question the other interesting thing about nagaland apart from not having women mlas is also the fact that they don't have an opposition um i wanted your views on that do you think that's healthy and why can you help us all understand how a state can be there without an opposition they have come together for a reason which is a good reason why we do not have an opposition see the government of the day has given very clear statements on why they have come together so it is for peace and we are all for peace so it is for a very good reason that they have come together Angon Konyak thank you so much for speaking with Hindustan Times I wish you all the best of luck for your new term um thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for taking your time I know it's a very busy time for you and I'll see you in Delhi definitely thank, thank you, you so thank you bye if you enjoyed this edition of on the record don't forget to write to us you can contact me on twitter at sunitra c and on instagram miss sunetra to tell me what you thought of this interview and if you'd like me to interview a particular person that's it for now do like and subscribe and share this podcast i'll be back again with another edition till then goodbye this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast